Welcome to Green Pastures Broadcast with Bishop James Hansen Saki, presiding bishop of Christ Church Group of Churches located in the United Kingdom, Switzerland, Ghana, and USA. I want us to look at three things to do as the year ends. Three things to reflect on, three things to think about as the year ends. We thank God for bringing us to the end of the year. And this is why we must be spiritually sensitive and alive, amen, and not take things for granted at all. Let's not take things for granted. Let's not take things for granted. Let's be alive spiritually in Jesus' name. Amen. Whenever the year is about to end, all kinds of things happen. Strange deaths, bloodshed, all kinds of things. Because from 21st of December, which is one of the highest occasions on satanic calendar, things happen. A lot of things are moved on. That is why from that moment forward, a lot of crazy stuff happens. Freak accidents, things that can't be explained. But it takes prayer and the mercies of God and the interventions of God. Amen. The first thing I want us to reflect on and remember, so three lessons to reflect on as we end the year, is unity. Somebody shout unity. Somebody shout unity. unity. Psalm 133 verse 1 to 3, the scripture says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is good and pleasant for brethren. When the word brethren is used, the root word means family. Amen. So brethren doesn't refer to only men. It's actually a combination of brethren and sistren. Glory be to Jesus. So then we are free from the gender activists. Sistren, somebody, are you sitting by a sistren? Glory be to Jesus. So brethren and sistren, so that we can have peace. It is good and it is pleasant for family, for people to stay together in unity. Somebody shout unity. So it is possible that brethren can stay together in disunity. So the scripture says that instead of disunity, we must stay together in unity. In unity. If we have been divided this year, may we be united before the year ends. Because there is a mystery of this scripture. It says it is good and it is pleasant. It is good and it is pleasant. That means it is very bad and unpleasant for people to dwell together in disunity. God's purpose is for us to be united. United as a family and be united as a church family. Hallelujah. That we be united. It is good and it is pleasant. See, the Godhead exists as a unity. Amen. The Trinity is a unity. Hallelujah. And the Bible says in Genesis chapter 11 that when the people tried to build the Tower of Babel, God 
looked at what they were doing and he said, the people is one. It was not a grammatical mistake. He would have said the people are one, but he says the people is one. It reflects the strength of the unity. And therefore God says, because they are united at such a level, nothing can stop them from achieving what they want to achieve. So if we are united, we are able to achieve things. Amen. If we stay united as a church, we will be bigger than we are. Hallelujah. The Bible says, therefore God says, let's go and confuse their language. In other words, let's divide them. Now, God was not against building. It was because of their motive. The motive for which they were building is what God was against. And the only thing God could do was to divide, confuse their language that they don't understand each other. When he sows confusion and misunderstanding, unity is no longer achieved. And therefore, the Bible says they could not understand every other person, so they abandoned the project. Many family projects are abandoned because we are not united. Many things are abandoned and left untouched because we are not united. May we not sow seeds of division. May we work and sow seeds of unity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It was a unity that attracted the Trinity. God came and said, this is too strong. One day Jesus was praying in John 17. He says that they may be one just as we are one. Presbyterian Church of Ghana or Presbyterian Church Mutu. They may be one. That 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 was Jesus' prayer. That's where they pick it from. They may be one just as we are one. Just as the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit are one. They are united in their assignment, in their mission. And they were not fighting among themselves. So they have existed from eternity till now. And they will continue to exist to eternity because there have never been a division among them. They are united. When it became necessary for us to be saved, the father came with a plan. And the plan involves the son dying. And the son did not protest that why didn't the Holy Spirit go to die? The Holy Spirit was also tasked that as soon as he dies and he goes to the grave, after three days, you must raise him from the dead. So they all have got their assignment. And so the son comes for 33 years to die. And after he was dead and went back to heaven, the Holy Spirit now comes. And for 2,000 years, he's still here. He hasn't complained, that, but that one came only for 33 years. And why, why is it that I am still here? And I'm, I'm, I'm actually feeling people who sometimes I see them sinning and I'm inside them and they are sinning. Now, he hasn't complained. They were still united in their purpose. May we not complain. May we solve problems. And may we work towards unity. Hallelujah. Our church will do greater things if we are united. We carry so much power. What is lacking is a united house. Amen? And the Bible says, God says, I will confuse their language. Sometimes the confused language is not speaking different dialects. It is actually not following vision. If we are all moving left, let's all move left. Hallelujah. But we say we are moving left, and some say, but as for me, I want to stand in the middle. Then we are not united. So nothing gets done. The father did not complain, the son did not complain, and the Holy Spirit did not complain, and they are still united. The son didn't say, what? Look at the death I'm about to die. They're going to spit into my face. 
No. Father, you go and try it yourself. I want to sit here on my throne. Angels have been worshiping me already. I don't need to go and waste my time here. But the son faithfully decided to take the step. Amen. They were still united. May we be united. Let's go back to our 133. Psalm 133 verse 1 to 3. So it is a good thing to be united. Be united in your marriages. Be united in your relationships with your siblings. Let's be united as a team in the various ministries within the church. How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And look at what he likened the thing to. It is like the precious oil upon the head. He says the unity of a people is like the precious anointing oil. See, today we just go to shops because it's symbolic. We go to shops and buy olive oil. <laughs> but the anointing oil that was used in the scriptures, if you read the account in Exodus 30, when God told Moses and Numbers, he told Moses to put together the substances that make up the anointing oil, each of them was very expensive. He has to mix quite a lot of them to produce the anointing oil. It tells you the, how expensive the anointing is. And the scripture says that the unity of a people, the unity of a family, the unity of believers together, it is like the anointing oil. It is so precious. Let us work towards an expensive relationship. Amen. Hallelujah. Unity is so expensive. The devil hates it. So he tries to bring confusion and division. Upon the head, it's like the oil on the head running down the beard. Even the beard of Aaron, it tells you that this is an anointing that runs down the head of the high priest. It's an expensive thing. Unity can be likened to an expensive thing. Hallelujah. The beard of Aaron running down onto the edge of his garments. The anointing flows from the top down. And it says... It is like the dew of Mount Hermon. The dew of Mount Hermon. Descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commands the blessing. Hallelujah. In the state of unity, that is where blessing is commanded. God does not command blessing upon these united people. He commands blessing upon a united people. So that's what that scripture means. It says that it is like that. And it is there, where? There, in the place of unity, that is where the Lord commands blessing. A united people will receive the blessing of God to move to the next level. If we will achieve greater things as a church, may we work towards unity. Hallelujah. And whenever there is anything that will fight our unity, the scripture says we should pursue peace. And without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Let us drop our egos and work hard towards unity. Somebody shout unity. Now, because it is precious, that means that you have to work hard for it. It's not automatic. Anything that is very expensive doesn't come cheap, isn't it? We work towards it. So we are supposed to work towards unity. And the reason why we have to work towards unity is because unity is not easy to achieve. But we have to work hard. 
We, we relate with people who don't do things the way we do things. But we have to work towards maintaining the unity. Amen. When we step on each other's toes, let us shine it nicely and get along. And we will step on each other's toes. If you are sitting by someone, just step on the person's toes. Nicely, nicely. Don't use the high heel to punch a hole in his, in his little last-minute shoe that he has got. <laughs> but you can hang it in your room as a, as a souvenir that Kathleen's high heel went through your shoe and it left a hole. This is a hole of unity. <laughs> Amen. That this is there, but I still love her. I still love her. That, that's, that shows that we are getting there. We are working towards unity. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Yeah. I've got certain shirts that have been torn by sisters in this church during labor. I've, I've hung it nicely in some places. I, I, I look at it to remember the event. Amen. Some have turned their backs on me. Some have abandoned me. Some have just done crazy stuff. But I still have the thing there. Amen. And I still use it to remember and to still love them in my heart. Glory be to Jesus. Amen. Yeah, they tore it. Because they are in pain. Their husbands have fled the room. And I'm in the delivery suit with them. And I just test it. So that the baby will come. Amen. So my nice shirts were all torn, and it's three, three of them on three different occasions. But the Lord has been good. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So work towards unity in Jesus' name. Work towards unity, for it is there the Lord commands blessing. May families be united. May the church experience unity. When you don't, Jesus said it, he said, whenever your brother offends, you go to him. He knows that the church is living behind. We will offend each other because we are humans. The mystery about the church is that the church is a spiritual institution at the same time a human institution. So when our humanity shows up, we will do stuff. Amen. And the Bible says that whenever it happens, work towards peace by first of all, Picking up the matter with the person. When you pick it one-on-one -on -one without other person knowing, it's solved and it doesn't spread. It's solved immediately. No other person knows about it, so there's no other pressure. But when other people get involved, then there's needless pressure all around. And the unity is affected. May the Lord help us. That if we reflect the past 12 months, have we been united? Have we played a role in dividing a relationship, dividing a marriage, dividing the church? If we don't change, nothing changes about 31st December to 1st January 2020. Nothing changes. You will still be the same. But if we want to see progress, to see the blessing of the Lord, may we work towards unity. May we be agents of unity. When we work in a place, let's not tear down the place. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If you understand how difficult and hard it is to build a reputation, you will never work towards destroying somebody's reputation. Those who easily destroy people's reputation, they didn't have one in the first place. 
if they had worked one for one, they would never tear another down. If you haven't built before, it's very easy to want to pull those things down. But if you have labored to build one chamber and hall, as they say in Africa, <laughs> you appreciate the value of foundation. Stones, sand, cement, bricks, blocks, iron rods. When you see your money is going to the ground like that, shake your head. All this money is going down. I can't buy shirts with this. It's going to the ground. You will not pull down somebody's pillar. Amen. Don't destroy somebody's business. Be an agent of unity. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you decide to say goodbye to that company, close the door gently. Be an agent of unity. Because one day you may need that door back. As he said, if you have outgrown the place, you just live in peace. It is a season for others to also drink from the place. So just move in peace. If you have outgrown the church that blessed you and you want to live, just live in peace. It is also the season for others to drink from the same pool. Don't muddy the waters. Be an agent of unity. Amen. Hallelujah. So as we move into the coming year, I want you to reflect whether you have been an agent of unity. And as we go forward, may you work hard towards unity because in the place where there is unity the Lord commands blessing may there be unity in families that God's blessing will be evident Jesus said if two shall agree as touching anything in heaven it shall be granted where two or three are gathered together in my name I am there you see so we can gather and if we are not together he's not there we may exist in name, but his presence will not be there. We want to experience the presence of God in the church. And whether there is any form of offense, please sort it out and move on in Jesus' name. Everything is workable and solvable in Jesus' mighty name. Shout amen. amen. The second lesson to reflect on is gratitude. Somebody say gratitude. I've put in my notes here, be thankful. Be thankful. It is time to be thankful to God. You know, sometimes we easily forget things. One of the strongest things to do to be able to remain thankful is to have a sense of remembrance. At least remember. Remember yesterday. Remember where God picked you up from. Look back to the whole year, at least just for this year alone. Look back the whole year and see that it doesn't maybe... See, for me, I was looking for three million pounds. It has not yet come. But I am grateful. I am very grateful. I was praying last night and praying the early hours of this morning and just thanking God that at least there was no Sunday. Despite the pressure we are under, the financial strain on the ministry, there has not been one Sunday or Wednesday or Saturday that we arrived here and the doors have been locked because we haven't paid. By the mercies of God, we don't owe any landlord. 
by the mercies of God. It's the mercies of God. So I look back and say, but he hasn't provided this one yet, but he has not also put us to shame. He has not left the church outside to worship once, outside on the street. I look back and see that God has been merciful. And I look back with gratitude that even though the kind of growth I was expecting has not yet happened, at least there has been the birth of the Protons Church. Hallelujah. And it's growing every week by the mercies of God. New souls are added every week. And instantly, they receive Christ and receive Holy Spirit baptism as well. Now, if we put the protons together, we are almost 100. From July 21st to now. It's another church within the church. And it is the goodness of the Lord. So I look back to that and say, but God has done something. Amen. He hasn't abandoned me. I see the power of God in the service and in those services as well. So at least I know that whatever be the case, he will finish very well. So I will still be grateful. Be grateful. Amen. Be thankful. Remember. Sometimes we forget easily that somewhere along the line, probably we were not well at the beginning of this year. Now we feel strong, so we've forgotten that we were sick. You've forgotten that you were were in a position where you thought, probably this is the end. Probably this, I may die. Those things, that fear, that thought in the condition. But now, you know, six months has come, so you feel very strong and you have forgotten. You have forgotten. It's like a, a woman that was in labor. Pain. Said, no, no, this is the last one. You will not have any other child. Give her two years. So she realized she's coming for antenata. She's forgotten the pain. It's gone. Sometimes we forget. May we remember. May you remember what the Lord did. The things you went through where you thought you'd not be able to breathe again. Where you thought you'd not be able to stand again. Where you thought you'd not be able to walk again. Where you thought this is a mess now. We are about to lose the house. And whatever be the case, you have not lost your house. Your house has not been repossessed. The business has not gone bust. For some reason, you are still alive. Look back with gratitude and be thankful to God. And in the coming year, be thankful. Let your lifestyle be a lifestyle of gratitude. First Chronicles 16, verse 8 to 10. Be grateful. Remember and be grateful. We easily forget. We easily forget. The songwriter said, when I remember what the Lord has done, I'll never go back anymore. Scripture says in First Chronicles 16, this was a psalm of David. David wrote it and gave it to Asaph that this must be sung in the church. Must be sung throughout Israel. He says, oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Talk of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. In other words, rejoice in his holy name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Amen. Give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Give thanks to the Lord. 
May we never forget where God picked us from. May we never forget from the beginning of the year till now, remember the Lord. And again, reflect and ask yourself, have I truly been grateful to God all these 52 weeks that he has given to me? Have I truly been grateful? You know, you never know the value of what you have until you lose it. But sometimes we easily forget. Don't forget the forgiveness of the Lord. The forgiveness of the Lord. God has been for, for, forgiven. He has been merciful. So when we remember all of this, we are able to give him gratitude. Don't hold back your gratitude. Luke 19, 37. Luke chapter 19, verse 37. And when he came near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and to praise God with what? Oh, church, let me hear you. With what? They began to praise God with a loud voice. And they began to talk about the mighty works that they had seen, that the Lord Jesus had done. And they began to say, blessed be the king that comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Verse 39, and some of the Pharisees called to him from the crowd and said, teacher, rebuke your disciples. Look at Jesus' response in the next verse. But Jesus answered and said to them, I tell you, if these should keep silent, the stones will immediately cry out. If we fail to praise God, he said he will cause even stones to praise him. May you not be substituted because of your ingratitude. Be grateful and thank God. When you wake up in the morning, thank him for life. We take life for granted. Thank him for life. Thank him for life. When the day ends, thank God for life. Thank God for life. When the day ends, be grateful. Bible says, oh, give thanks to the Lord. It's an important thing. And God has always been looking forward to his thank you. Jesus healed some ten people. It's part of his job description to be healing. But we got shocked when only one person came back to say thank you. He paused the person's testimony and said, where are the nine? That means he was looking forward to that one too. Probably you haven't heard it, but maybe he's been asking, have you not brought your thanksgiving? He's asking you, you haven't thanked me this year. We just love the fact that we could sleep and wake up, run off and come back. Run off and come back. See, I've been saying something all the time, and yesterday I was somewhere in the afternoon, I was watching the news, and they talk about, you know, some of these tragedies around Christmas, and they talk about, a, is it a 12-year-old who has been killed? She was walking with the mom and the brother or so, and a car just climbed the pavement and, and, and killed her. I mean, you ask yourself, this is the same community, the same neighborhood. They've been walking this place. She has been walking that place to school all the time. This holiday, they just walk in the place, and this one veered off the road out of nowhere, 
climbed the pavement and just knocks her down, killing her. When we wake up, thank God, because many start the day and never end the day. Many start this day and never end the day. Be grateful. Be thankful to God. In Jesus' name. Jesus said, if you keep quiet, stones will praise him. Don't let the stones praise him. Thank him. Thank him. We may not have all that we wanted, but let gratitude come from the depths of your soul. Amen. Sometimes we may not have, but let gratitude come. Sometimes God tests us with the little things. You may be looking for one million pounds and after you have prayed hard and fasted and prayed, somebody calls you and says, oh, I have something for you. I'm posting it. It's a check. Say, God, this is one of the miracles. The check comes, you open it and it's 10 pounds. Now, you don't get angry and start insulting both the envelope, the paper, the postman who brought it, and all of them, the stamp itself, then the image of the person who is on the stamp, and all the way back, you just thank God. Amen. Thank him. Who knows whether God is testing your heart with that little thing before he opens the bigger door. Be grateful. Be grateful. Be grateful. In Jesus' name. Are you being blessed? I just, the years, I just want you to reflect. I just want you to think. Have you been grateful the whole year? Be grateful. When you fly and land, be grateful. For others fly and the plane, we up to today. We know where our mobile phones are. We will press some things and we will look for our phone, even when we can't find it. But for a plane in the 21st century, MH. 377 or 373 or whatever. Up to today, we can't find it. All the people inside, their family have not had a chance to even give them a decent barrier. The whole world, all the, all the technology aspects can locate the plane. Hey! If this was 1930, we would understand. But up to now, the world is gradually forgetting about it. It's gradually forgetting. Let's be grateful. Amen. Whatever you have, be grateful. Even in the current state of your health, be grateful. Thank God for your life. He looks upon our gratitude, and then he works another level of miracles for us. Whenever somebody appreciates what you did, you are compelled to do more. May God help us as the year ends. Be grateful for the people in your life. Amen. Thank God for the women and men in your life. Amen. Thank God for that husband and wife in your life. Say, oh, it's also troublesome. Thank God for the troublesome. <laughs> it all adds to the spice of the marriage. Amen. Because if all of you have to be the same, then one of you must leave the marriage. You are not relevant in the marriage. You, you can't be the same. So some will like pepper, some don't like pepper. So we, we live like that. 
And some may forget to put pepper in the soup where you don't like pepper. And you just enjoy it by faith or complain nicely and get it changed. But when it's too late, you may have to drink water and bread and thank God. And still sleep on the same bed. Don't move to the next room. So you can go and stay in, in one. Stay on the same bed. Glory be to Jesus. Prosper. Don't move. Glory be to, Where is Charles? <laughs> you and Aubrey are sitting together. Your time will come. Amen. Enjoy what God has given to you and be grateful to him. Let the hand clap. Donkey, did you capture the thing? Oh, I've let the thing out. It's not for the whole church, isn't it? Charlie, some people have gotten their name now. Donkey. My special pet name for him. Only protons call him by that name. We, we, we the protons. If we decide to call him by the name, we will pay 10 pounds. <laughs> Amen. Be grateful. Amen. I'm grateful for all of you. Amen. Be grateful. In Jesus' name. Finally, serve God. Serve God. Serve God. No matter what happens, continue to serve God. Is the most important thing in life. Serve God. Serve God. Serve God. May your faith take you to greater levels. In the mighty name of Jesus. Serve God. May you serve God. So as we serve God, we are able to respond in dangerous and trying times because our faith is built up. Amen. Our faith is built up. One of the reports from the paramedics, whether he's saved or not, but on the incident I just described about the pastor's death, said that in the midst of the CPR or whatever, the wife was still laying hands on all of them and praying and calling on God and still praying and believing God that their heart will start again. And the paramedic said, that woman had great faith in her God. That, that was the testimony. She still had great faith in her God. And as they took them away, she said, it is the Lord, let his will be done. She's still, even in the midst of the thing, she's not talking against God. This must never happen to anybody. This is an evil that has befallen her. On a day, no one should die. But may your service of God be remembered by God. Amen. That throughout the year, reflect, have you served God? Ecclesiastes 12 verse 13, as I end the message. Reflections. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 13 to 14. 
Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. The whole matter, the, this whole matter about life. This whole matter about wife, husband, shirt, shoe, relationship. We are going out, we are coming in. All those things. Jobs, money, wealth, everything. The scripture says, let us hear the conclusion of this whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is man's all duty. Amen. Man's duty. It is our duty to serve God and keep his commandments. Fear God, keep his commandments. Why? For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether it is a good thing or an evil thing. Whether it's a good secret we are keeping or an evil secret, all will be brought into judgment. This is the reason why he says, let us hear the conclusion of all this hula balloon. All these things we are doing. This is the summary. God will bring every work into judgment. So we should fear God and keep his commandments. His commandments are that we serve him. When we reflect the fact that the Lord loaned us 52 weeks, 52 Sundays. This is the 52nd Sunday. Have you served him with half of it? Some of you, if I decided to show you your rota for church attendance, it would be amazing. Out of the 52, <laughs> we can't even count 20 for you. <laughs> We can't get half. This is only Sunday. How about Wednesday? Then we have 365 days. So far we have done, we are left with two to do the, six, the 365. Just two days. But this number of days, ladies and gentlemen, it was not your right. It was alone. These hours, we're alone that God gave to us, gave to us. Have we served him this year? If not, you've got some more time. Decide that from tonight, you will serve him. Amen. Amen. Don't wait for 1st January. Start from today. That you will keep his commandments. And say, there are so many things that may have happened. There are others that are, they are just, you find, it's just plain laziness. Others to genuinely circumstances beyond their control. But whatever be the case, may we learn to serve God in the midst of unfavorable circumstances. That is the statement of faith that we make to God. In the midst of our challenges, we still serve God. And we serve God cheerfully. Amen. We serve God cheerfully. Learn to serve God cheerfully. Don't transmit your, your sorrow to the congregation. Teaching pastors some time back in Ghana, and I was saying to them, when you are teaching the people, don't let them see that you have wept this morning. Don't put that thing on them. Don't tell them to hurry up. You are not in good spirits. 
like the pastor who told his congregation there. Say, hurry up and get him. Today I'm not in good spirits. <laughs> it won't be coming late at this time. Hurry up and get him. You can't transmit. We still minister as if there is no problem. Because you are serving God. Amen. 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 You serve God. If you see true servants in the palace of kings and presidents, they serve cheerfully as if there is no problem. But you don't know what they are going through. You have no idea what they have been through. May we still serve God. So reflect and find out, have I really been faithful to this God? And during this whole period, what did I learn in my service of God? Did you learn anything? The scripture says in Mark chapter 4 that Jesus talked about the parable of the sower and says that the sower sold the word. And then he says when the word was sold, some people, it yielded nothing at all. Others too, they were choked with the cares of this life. The worries about what to eat and what, what to wear. Others too, they just hear the word, and as soon as they get out, Satan takes the word out of them. They are the ones that shout hallelujah, and five minutes later, they are dozed off in church. They dance, they shout. By the time preaching starts, five minutes, you see them, they're just gone. By the time they finish the message, they don't even know what was said. One guy slept in church. By the time we finished, I asked somebody, wake him up. They shook him and said, bramble bush. He said, Jesus, what is he dreaming? <laughs> he said, bramble bush. <laughs> he had made so much noise earlier on in the second row. He has danced with conquer Satan. We conquer demons. We conquer. He has danced all of that. He started preaching and he's sleeping. Shake the guy, he said, Bramble Bush. <laughs> what is the state of your heart? The Bible says, but the fourth heart yielded, some yielded hundredfold, some 25%, some 50, some 60, some 100. Let the word of God profit you. In Jesus' name. Don't just present your body in church. Don't be part of a church just like that. But let the word affect your life. In the name of Jesus. So when you look back and you have been part of this ministry, what have you learned? Has there been an improvement in your spiritual life, your moral life, your physical life, as far as coming to church and hearing teachings from this place. Because it is possible that you can be present and still be absent. It is possible that you can be in church and you, sometimes some people behave and when you look at them, they say, hey, Charlie, am I preaching properly or they don't understand what I preach or the word, the word has no smell on them at all. They are still the same. They never change. May there be a difference between you and the chair. You didn't hear that one. The chair too has been coming to church, but they don't change. They are the same. So that sometimes when we come, they have made them red and white. But they are still the same. As you sit on the chair, may there be a difference between you and the chair. 
For you, the thing must minister to you. Oh, my God. In Jesus' name. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1. And I end the message now. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1 to 2. May the word... Therefore, since a promise remains of entering the rest of the Lord, let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. Verse 2. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them. Is that in your Bible? The word did not profit them because they did not mix it with faith. They didn't mix the word with faith in those who heard them. He said, we heard the same thing. I, Paul, I heard the same thing. These people heard the same thing. How come that under the same ministry, others got so blessed that they've risen up to levels of leadership and ministry and power and another group are still the same. The same as they came. Just as I am. Without one plea. It's the same. Hallelujah. He said the word did not profit them because they did not mix it with faith. When we come to church and we hear the word, let us mix it with faith. Mixing it with faith means you believe it and you begin to act on it. The Bible says, believe the Lord your God. You shall be established. Believe his prophet and you shall prosper. Amen. So there are, there are things that must bless you. There are things that must bless you. And I pray in Jesus' name that you open yourself up for a total transformation as you hear the word in this house. In Jesus' name. As you serve God in this place, let the word bring transformation. Mix it with faith. Begin to act upon it. And greater things will begin to come out of you. Sometimes I minister to other people outside our church. I'm not only a general overseer of Christ Church, international churches. I oversee other ministries that are not our church, but they have decided to submit under my leadership. Sometimes the same things I have taught pastors and our leaders, I have taught them and I go back there and they are growing. It's the same, the same thing. And I realize there's a difference in reception. There's a difference in there is a church, I mentored it from its beginning to its current state. It is four years old, and they have a 60-member choir. <laughs> the same principles I've been teaching. The same things I teach at the leaders' meetings. The same things I teach at church workers, uh, stewards, training. All those things, they, they grab it with faith, and they implement, they act on it. And I see changes. I see growth. So if you feel like going to stay there. Amen. But it is, it is how we are responding. The same prayer you pray over people. You pray over some people and things begin to happen. Miracles, testimonies. One of the ways to let the word profit you is to fight against the spirit of familiarity. That was the disease of the people in Nazareth. That they have the whole son. I mean, I'm not even the son of God. The whole son of God comes to Nazareth and he could dare not do any miracle. 
because the people were too familiar. Whilst he was preaching, they are asking, but is that not the capital sin? Oh, Sandy, this is where your problem is. You, see, you are not receiving. <laughs> you are not receiving. Israel had the same problem as Moses was God to deliver them. They are questioning, but is that not the guy who murdered someone? You, you're not the one to educate God that the man he was talking to at the burning bush was a murderer. God had finished and moved on with that already. And his anointing is on him to bless you. Be blessed to be here. Be privileged to be here. But open yourself to receive. In the name of Jesus. 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 One day when we were in Ghana, I had the privilege of driving Dickin Kofifin around, just driving him around. And we got into a church which I had mentioned. Hey, at the end of the day, even from even Christ Church in, in Ghana, when we came, I said, Papa, why is the passion here and London is cold? Why, why? What's the difference? Because it's the same you. But when you come releasing some, the passion, the desire, the rise, the people get things done. Amen. We got into a church. Massive. He said, what's the difference? Look at the honor. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the heart with which we receive the message. And the messenger of God. But I tell you, there are bigger things we can do. And let us reflect. Let's let the word bless us. We have preached so many messages this year alone. This year, I haven't traveled much. I have preached most of the Sundays and Wednesdays I've been here. I have preached at least an average if I've preached 52 Sundays and 52 Wednesdays, you've got a lot of messages to listen to. Amen. May God help you to connect properly and to be blessed. On the first of every month, I preach three services. When I preach here, I go out, but someone will have to drive me to Penge to go and preach at another church which I am helping. Reach there. And then we move from there to protons and preach. So sometimes I preach three different messages and you haven't eaten. I think that sometimes for someone spice me in the mirror, I think that he's pitying me. <laughs> sometimes I look at him and he's more tired than I am. It's the anointing. Amen. It is how we receive it. What's, what is the state of your heart? This morning I'm speaking to you as the father of the house. I want it to be well with you. I want you to reflect properly. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Serve God. Keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. His commandments is we should win souls. Be active in the group. Some of you are for the group. You have even abandoned your leaders. When they send you a message, you don't respond. So you behave like the, you know that child, the, the child who likes to say no. No. Just do it like that. Have you seen them when they are two years, two years and three years? The first language they learn is no. I don't know who taught them, but no. <laughs> it's a very firm and defiant no. <laughs> and most of you, you are like, no. You have eight weeks. Every, every group in the church. We want the church. To, do you want the church to grow? 
Isn't it beautiful if we came here and the hall from where Prosper is sitting all the way to the frontier is full of people. That side is also full of people. It can only work. It's not by wishes. After we have prayed, we must move. That's how God has ordained it. So if we all stay back, oh, that's for me, I'm not part of that. You are part of it. And we only go to your group goes once every eight weeks. How could it be that when it's your tendency, you are not available? How could you not be available? Oh, my people, change. Change. Do you love me? Please give me joy. Give me joy. Take part in the outreach. We, most of the time, I look at the report and say, a whole team. Only one. 14 members. Only one. How many ask permission for not coming? Three. The rest, they don't even care. Charlie, it's not good. If you're sitting by someone said this person, Bishop said I should tell you that it's not good at all. <laughs> it doesn't help the church. Plan in the coming year to serve God. Be part of your team. Respond to the WhatsApp messages. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Eh? Sometimes it's cold. You find only one person. Four team member team. Plan ahead. You can make it. It's eight weeks. Once every eight weeks. Come and share the word to me. You are sleeping phenom. Let's get it better. Amen. Amen. See, we will build 30A Station Road. Amen. But you see, we must grow before we get there. Amen. We must increase in numbers before we get there. Because when we get there, what is going to be built, we will not be happy when we go to church. Because the room will swallow us. Because the thing will sit about 600 people. So even if 200 people came to church and you look behind you, you'll find 400 empty seats. It will feel as if no one day has come to church. We can do it. Agnes, you can do it. In Jesus' name. So you come once. Leave Cornwall and come. And join your group and go to evangelism. Amen. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, it's possible. It's possible. The other day, I saw the picture of Mr. Mr. Papu went to evangelism. I don't know whether he has gone the second time, but at least the first time, I saw him in his, in his uniform. He was wearing his red, his, 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 his team's jersey. And they were, they were, they were on the, on the, at, at Plumstead Station. Glory to Jesus. I, I see, I'm monitoring everything. Let's actively take part in Jesus' name. And God will honor you. Let's serve him faithfully. When we all play our role, the church will grow. In Jesus' name. Amen. This has been a broadcast of Green Pastures with Bishop James Hansen Saki of the Christ Church International Group of Churches located in the United Kingdom, Switzerland, Ghana, and USA. 
For further information, please contact us on telephone plus 44-7376-355-621. On the web, www.christchurches.org. Facebook, Christ Church International. Christ Church, changing lives, fulfilling destinies on the foundation of God's Word.